Welcome to Peculiar Optics, episode two. Uh, the only podcast hosted by me and uh, starring Casey and that... Nigel. Yes. And Nigel. I was going to say, that'll only be true until Nigel comes and does a guest spot on the Gerald Field Report, our Hey Arnold Rewatch podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come in messing up because I'll just be uh, referencing Doug uh, episodes instead. <laughs> well, here's the <laughs> thing. Right. Here's the thing. There is an entire matrix that has been written out about how Doug is like the prime cartoon and every sure. other show since Doug is just some vague form of spinoff of Doug. So like it's an animated iteration of the Tommy Westfall theory? Or uh, I, I don't know what Kevin that theory Bacon is. Theory. Okay, well, no. so Phony, I'm surprised you don't know this. Uh, there, there was there was a program called Saint Elsewhere, uh-huh. uh, which it was a hospital program, yeah. and it had a Starring shockingly exactly, and it yeah. had a shockingly high number of crossovers with other unrelated television programs, including uh-huh. the X Files, including all right. kinds of stuff. Did it? And eventually, it did. And eventually, the entire show was revealed in the series finale to have taken place inside the mind of an autistic child, which is right. a creative decision. We're not going to examine the merits. Yeah, of. I mean, it's it's it's, is, uh, it's the new heart show. It's 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 that kind of exactly. But the ah. point is, if this show was, was imaginary, then all of the shows that were connected to and crossed over with it were also imaginary, and all of the shows that they were related to were also imaginary. And the ultimate conclusion is that all of television took place inside the mind of an autistic child That's, staring at a snow globe that that makes no sense like like it's possible that uh in the saint elsewhere world right. those tv shows existed and okay. the crossover episode is uh takes place in the mind of this this child okay but not so necessarily Detective munch who has been on the x-files and on law and order and a million other things shows up you're saying it's not because that character is wholly fictional in this in this particular world, but because he was pulled from a program this child saw. Yeah, uh, it's... Okay, yeah. Um, I can see that. And that's the only justification I have for how Bones and Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow had a crossover episode. Because let me tell I, you, two shows so on angry. Earth that should not be connected, it's those so two angry. shows. So, Hey Arnold uh, is Doug, but in right. the inner city. Uh, mm. Recess is Doug, but takes place in school. Um, okay. Pepper Ann is uh, Doug, but with a female character. How about uh, the Weekenders? Uh, the Weekenders is Doug, but uh, takes place on the weekend. <laughs> Lloyd in Space is Doug in Space. Okay. Yeah, Lloyd in Space is uh, Teacher's Pet is Doug, but the main character is a dog. I uh, Once we get this Twitter feed up, I will post this link on the Twitter feed uh, so people can see what I am talking about. In case I will it's going to seem like it's coming out of nowhere because we're doing another intro take after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is this is quality stuff. There's no hurt feelings. We're not being mean to each other. It is just pure, pure uh, TV theory, which is what I like. Pure conjecture. Uh, uh, I'm your host, Anthony Moore. With me is uh, Casey Hills and Nigel Collins. Yo, yo. Uh, that wasn't know. a lie. Um, so this is a podcast where we recreate every 80s movie that you have ever loved in your life. Including uh, Tremors. Uh, I just watched Tremors for the first time last Friday. Technically a Good 90s film. fucking movie. Really? Technically a 90s film. 1990. And I only oh, know shit. that because the little girl on the pogo stick is also the same girl from Jurassic Park, which came out in 93, oh, which I was well, informed. I'll be dipped. Oh, now I know. 
Sad well, fact. But she was, a, was a, but she was a really little girl in like what would you say she's like six or seven in 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 Jurassic Park in Tremors. No, Tremors. Oh no, she well yeah no seven I'd say seven or eight. She looks really okay. young, but and then that's weird because three years later she's like a teenager. So so Tremors took place in nineteen ninety. Well, I probably got shot in like eighty eight or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah, so. eighty eight, eighty nine. So it was came out in the nineties. It was technically an eighties right. film. Well, and she could be she maybe she was just very tall when they filmed Jurassic, but like tall for her age, and they just sure. aged her up or something. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, whether you're a fan of of Goonies or a fan of Monster Squad or you're yeah. a recent fan of fan of uh, Stranger Things, uh, this is the kind of uh, show that we are going to be doing here. Uh, we are going to be taking those kids on bike adventures uh, and exploring uh, the Canadian wilderness or Alaskan wilderness, known as Spencer folly mm-hmm. which may or may not be named after uh, our very own dylan spencer we'll find out about that uh in a later episode <laughs> uh so we'll talk about some things uh that uh the town of spencer's folly has known for it give you guys kind of a rundown of what we did last week and then we're going to move on to the next phase of this show which is our character creation civil planning oh <laughs> no we did all the civil planning last week Budget allocation. Uh, take my Rezoning. economics class, and then we can do that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're uh, we did ca- town creation last night. We talked about some important things in Spencer's Folly. Talked about some uh, rumors that go around in this town, uh, mm-hmm. and we left it at that. So let's give a rundown. Uh, this show takes place in the Alaskan Canadian border town called Spencer's Folly. Uh, nobody's really sure what uh what border uh which which country borders which uh it could be alaska could be canada nobody's really sure um, it's alaska canadian mm-hmm. uh or 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 uh or can alaskan can i, I ask you yeah can i ask you <laughs> wow very nice nigel who do you think you are being no. that charming fuck I off uh the town is known for its unique trees uh called mooseport trees named because the trees look like moose antlers uh their major export is mooseport furniture uh they make furniture out of these antler looking trees uh there was a brief period of time in the 1800s when they tried to secede from canada uh at the same time that the south tried to uh, secede from the union i wrote trying to secede from the british because they're staunch abolitionists Right. Yep. Oh yeah, because it was uh, Canada was still because owned Canada was very much still a British territory at that point, and yeah. they still owned uh, slaves. Uh, there was a mini civil war that took place in this country between pro South sympathizers and abolitionists. I was just going to say that I I actually don't know what the history of abolition and slave ownership was in Canada was was ever like because. I mean, it was a Canadian. It was a it was a British territory, of course, but there was also a very heavy French influence there. And I think France. Hey, Google, what year was slavery abolished in France? Here's what I understood from Wikipedia: Revolutionary France abolished slavery throughout its empire in 1794. Holy you shit! Want a little more context? Uh, no, mm-hmm. thank you, Google. Okay. Whoa. Okay, so that is. 40 or 50 years before Britain and almost 100 years before the United States. Okay. Uh, so the medieval civil uh, war took place within the country between pro-South sympathizers and abolitionists. 
the town is up and coming. There's a lot of de- development and lots of influx of cin- citizens. Uh, with that comes gentrification. Uh, yep. The town may be prospering and independently, but independently owned stores and uh, small businesses are failing uh, because of it. Can we talk what? about some so landmarks. Yeah, we're about to. Uh, we're going to okay. talk about organizations first. Ooh, uh, yeah. So, some of the organizations. There is a fraternal organization all called the Benevolent Order of the Beavers. Uh, they label each of their businesses or their organization uh, buildings the- as dams. Uh, so the Benevolent Order of the Beater has Dam Zero in their town. <laughs> it is the only dam that exists uh, in the entire uh, northern region. Uh, the beavers never really took off like the eagles no. or the mooses or the elks mm. did. Uh, there is also the PTA, the Parental Township Association. Their job is to protect the town from any kind of goings-ons, uh, whether yeah. it's school-related events or hoodlums or swearing in TV. Yeah, or occasional murderous vigilantism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really? Some... Really? Uh, uh, some of the major monuments and landmarks in this town. There is uh, French's fried, famous fried chicken. I don't know <laughs> if it's supposed to be French famous fried as well. <laughs> French's famous fried chicken. But I wrote French's fried, famous fried chicken. We're keeping it. Five. It's French's right. fried, famous. It's yep. it's the it's F F F chicken. F F F F. How many F's is? That? It's four F's. Okay. Uh, there is, uh, the Monument to Our Fallen, uh, a monument to commemorate that time that someone got slapped, uh, which was the, the bloodiest the battle, uh, of, of the Spencer's Folly Civil War. Mm. Correct. Uh, there is an unexplored area of the woods surrounding the town. Uh, there is Lake Goose Pond, uh, and there is Goose Pond Lake. Uh, two mm, completely different things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just wrote Suspect. <laughs> just, just that one old town folk be like i don't trust it suspect blame him for all the misdoings in this town yeah there's there's some weird things i put in these notes guys that's well, a weird town man so uh, well that's, number eight. that's a running that's a running and very accurate meme amongst tabletop gaming is that like, man, did you plan this whole thing out? Looks behind my DM screen. There's just a note. Uh, there's just a post-it note that says sexy goblin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the next one. And this one makes no sense to me either. Uh, maybe you guys can tell me. Oh, never mind. I got it. So hockey is the major sport in the town. Right. Uh, yeah. I think we decided on the sports team's name. The Fallen. Yeah, I actually wrote so, the Fallon, so sorry about that. Uh, I thought okay. it was the Follicles, and it was like, are they, they're at a mustache mascot? <laughs> nope. Oh, and then we uh, decided that the... Oh, I know why I wrote the word no suspect. Uh, because <laughs> I was that? adding the suspect mustache as a there town monument. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, mustache Mountain? Uh, That's a fantastic idea. Uh, is it a mountain made out of mustaches? Don't be ridiculous. It's a mountain with a mustache. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, so, like any good town, there are rumors attached to said town. Uh, some of the rumors are, there's a streetlight killer on the loose. Mm -hmm. Dead streetlights everywhere! (laughs) Uh... (laughs) 
Um, if they come on, uh, uh, he only comes out when they come on. And if the light turns off when he's coming towards you and makes a clicking sound with his noise, uh, you know he's uh, coming to get you. Uh, so the town fathers have installed a mad furniture scientist on the island. <laughs> I hate that so much. Yeah, uh, so does the people in the town. They're not fans of it. They are very angry by a that. Furniture scientist. No, they like their classic. They they honestly because there was actually an, an influx of Pennsylvania Dutch furniture makers and Amish, uh, you know, following the the Civil War event. So there's a very there's a classical furniture style that is preferred by the town. So this mad furniture scientist comes in, a change in things up with his with his Nordic philosophy and and unelegant furniture angles, and they're just they're not fans mm. uh sure why not nomination that's the one uh, I was or for. it's just a dude who designs ottomans uh and they don't know why but they're called they're called well they're called beavermans here yeah good to they know. don't have otters yeah <laughs> i hate that uh number 11 <laughs> so mad the pta once uh the pta the pa- uh parental what do we uh, call it? Township again? Authority. Uh, parental Township Authority. Association. The pr- Parental Township Association. Uh, no, it was authority. I think authority sends the right message. Or. I hate you guys. I'm the DM. <laughs> you gotta su- subscribe to my authority. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Respect your authority? I said subscribe to my authority. <laughs> Don't forget to like to, and subscribe. You don't need to respect it. <laughs> you just need to be there as it's happening. <laughs> just like America. Uh, uh, so the PTA once killed a child predator and hid the body. Uh, number 12. Uh, if you slip a five to the box office guy that wears the generic punk band t-shirts, he will get you in to see an R-rated movie. Uh, yep. However, the guy that wears the Velvet Underground t-shirts is a narc. Yeah, so but you don't you don't anything. get to choose what movie though, so you better hope it's good. Right. Like it's like if Barton Fink is what's playing there, you're just kind of <laughs> shit out of luck. Yeah. He'll show you the life of the mind. It's Eraserhead, uh, just twenty four seven. Is Eraserhead R? Yeah, you kidding me? That, that, that is one of the most disturbing movies of all time. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying it must have been difficult to rate. I don't think that anything that he's made has gotten. Maybe Dune didn't get a hard say, R rating, yeah. uh, but yeah, that would be the no, only Dune one. But Dune, Dune is Dune was pretty disgusting. Thirteen with 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 uh, with Sting wearing that winged speedo is Fade Rautha. Yeah, that's a movie. <laughs> is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, Excited about the new one. It's that's better insane. than the. It's better than the sci-fi version. Let me tell you that. Oh Ooh. yeah, at least it wasn't boring like the sci-fi version was. I was very disappointed <laughs> with that. Uh okay. Uh, the lumber mill right, 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 right. down. I want to say that just reminded me. Sci-fi actually turned down Kevin Bacon for a Tremors TV for a Tremors series. series. Yeah, right. And well, see, here's the thing. Michael Gross did a Tremors series in mm-hmm. the early 2000s, and it yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Not through no fault of his own, he did everything he could. Of course, he's but that was like up at Tremors three and four. So that was the exactly. height of the intelligence at that point. Uh, yeah, I can't believe they turned him down on that. Did, did right. you see any of the any of the new uh, directed DVDs ones, like the like the one in Africa or the Arctic one? Not yet. I think that's something we're all going to be doing uh, probably in the next nice. few yeah. months. Though the one the one that's set in Africa, I believe that's the fifth one. Four four and five, uh, Back to Perfection, and the the fifth one in Africa are actually surprisingly, genuinely, really good. Nice. Um, 
the sixth one, the Arctic one or Alaska one or whatever it is, is garbage, but it's very <laughs> enjoyable garbage. Welcome back to the Tremors cast. <laughs> the Perfection Valley podcast. PVP. Uh, there's, I'm pretty sure there is a, a podcast called PVP. So what about the lumber mill, Tony? Uh, the lumber mill built, burned down. Uh, like all <laughs> lumber mills do. Uh, it's true. Particularly ones in uh, foresty Washington yeah. towns. It's a known problem. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, one of the spirits that were died in uh, the lumber mill fire uh, constantly wanders the town looking for his lost axe. That's true. And everyone assumes that means like a lumberjack's axe, but it's actually his guitar or his body spray. I was going to say. Nobody's quite sure. <laughs> we'll find out if that's true or not. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> number 14. is ghost. <laughs> that's his, yeah, it's his axe Smells body like spray. an eighth grader. What? <laughs> uh, uh, girls like it. Uh, the elementary school is built on the opposite side of the town far away from the forest uh, because children were being drawn into it and never returning who are the bobs that's the beavers it's the benevolent order of beavers oh yeah okay Uh, it's not it's not killer bob yeah uh, the ble- Don't benevolent you fucking order- soft yeah my Twin Peaks reference who the hell do you think you are uh <laughs> I'm someone who's trying to get through the last three movies. <laughs> so we Fair can enough. actually get to the the episode. Uh, Bob's, uh, the Benevolent Order Beaters are building giant dams. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Bob, blah, blah, blah. The, 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 the Beaters. <laughs> Bob, blah, blah, loves blah, blah. Uh, the Benevolent Order of the Beavers are building giant dams to protect the, the town from giant Oh, beavers. I thought it said giant clams. No. Why, why would beavers have cla- uh, dams? Damn it, Casey. <laughs> Giant hams with rams. Fans. Oh, uh, steamed hams. There it is. Now we've hey. gone full circle. Okay. Yep. Uh, so they're building giant dams to protect from giant beavers that live somewhere near the town. Uh, nobody's oh, ever right. seen the beavers, uh, but they suspect that that's what's happening. Uh, the town of Spencer's Folly was founded near... Or on a hellmouth, and the founder went crazy and has killed his or his family and himself uh, yep. way back when. And last or it win, could be a hell butt. We don't know. And the last one, uh, the owner of the Four Corner General Store and Pharmacy is a vampire. Because so, he's literally always there. Yep, always. So, at uh, all times. We spent as long as it took us to make this episode going over this <laughs> <recap> episode. <laughs> Uh, next time I'm going to have Casey, I'm going to have Casey talk through this because, uh, I tend to ramble. You know, I was gonna offer, but I I felt like that would be really presumptuous. This is, this is your ride and I want you to get the full experience of what it was like running semi-auto magic for you. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay. So, uh, today, uh, when we, now that we're actually getting into the episode, uh, we're going to be talking about character creation. (laughs) Oh, wait, should I have been recording? Nope. We're... (laughs) <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. It's good. We're good. We're good. Like you said that, and I lunched like I said, to make sure that I was recording too. So. Like I, I, I honestly, I could do with the without the first thirty-four minutes of this podcast. <laughs> All right, take five for the intro. Let's do it. Um, so today we're going to be talking about character creation. Last week we designed a town. Yeah. Today you guys are going to be designing the people who live in this town. Oh, all of them. Okay. 
Every single person that you are going to interact with needs to have a full character sheet, uh, oh, as well as no. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm going to talk about the process, uh, the overview of the process a little bit. Uh, I know you guys have been uh, talking and designing your characters already, uh, so Just this shouldn't yeah. be that difficult of a process. However, I am going to. Well, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't think. <laughs> I am going to take more time to uh, fine tune these characters, uh, establish relationships, mm-hmm. and we're going to create some people that live in this town. Because why the hell are we going to have a town without anybody to live in it? Right. So, uh, when and that was your the Lancaster question, uh, <laughs> uh, or why let's build a lake, uh, a town called Lake, uh, Lake LA that is neither in Los Angeles nor has a lake. Nope. Used to, uh, so process overview. Uh, this is from the kids on bikes book. Uh, when creating your character, you'll move through the following steps, likely in this order. First and foremost, you guys need to pick a trope from the playbook. Like all good stories, there are tropes attached to it. And just like any story, those tropes will end up on TV tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people to talk about everything, uh, this show included. Uh, if you'd like to see some of our past podcast tropes... Go on the semi-auto magic TV tropes page and look at all of yeah. the things we talked about there. Yeah, it's true. There are uh, pages for semi-auto magic ink. There are pages for dice and virtue, and a page for uh, the final podblum. All right, let's look at tropes. Do it. I'm trying to find where they are. There we go. So, uh, oh, and Thony, Thony, if the listeners are uh, so inclined, where can they find this rulebook? Uh, I forgot where I bought it off of. Is it like drive through RPG um, or something? Yeah, I think it's drive through RPG. Um, you can buy their book on their website. Uh, and are uh, there like supplements and other other documents available for it? Uh, there, there are other other uh, modules or, or books or core cool rule books, whatever you want to call it, that mm-hmm. that are from these two authors. That is uh, Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski. Uh, there's a monster of the week one, which, uh, like every good, uh, X-Files show, uh, has a different monster every week. Uh, and you kind of run through, uh, scenarios like that. I'm not sure if there are other books. These are the only two that I am aware of. Uh, and this is our first time running through, uh, a core rule book like that. Uh, but I think you said, what is it? Drive through games, I think is the name of the website. Drive through RPG. Uh, Yeah. Drive through RPG. I think they're the largest, they're the largest, um, like resource for legitimately purchasing PDFs of most games. Ah, interesting. Uh, we will uh, have a yeah, more we'll firm. We'll have, we'll have a more firm link on our Twitter feed, uh, and we will give you a better answer uh, in our third episode. What yeah. this exactly is. Uh, so let's talk about tropes. Uh, every character follows into a trope. Uh, Casey, you said there are three kinds of stories, correct? What are those correct. three stories? The three fundamental archetypical stories into which all of literature the world over fall, more or less neatly, are A Stranger Comes to Town, mm-hmm. A Man Goes on a Journey, and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. See, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to fight you on that one. There are four types of stories. Because Anthony what? it's Mechagodzilla. You wanna know what oh, the fourth shit. type of story is? What is the fourth type of story? Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, one key feature of these kind of 80s movies is Keecher, every single 
every single character falls into some sort of stereotype. Uh, and you can usually pick them out uh, from the beginning. Uh, Goonies, Chunk is the fat kid. Uh, yep. Um, Mikey Monster Squad, is, Rudy is the badass, or the cool yeah. kid, the rebel. Uh, Mikey is the fearless leader. Um, Rudy's so fucking cool. <laughs> did I say, oh, I, I said Mikey, right? I didn't say Rudy. Said Mikey. That did, okay. I said I, Rudy, I'm yeah. sorry. I know, I, 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 I badass I, 14-year-old ever? Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> uh, so Mikey is the fearless leader. Mm-hmm. Um, Eleven is the supernatural kid uh there's a lot of different things and you can almost uh, there's always the nerd there's always uh other specific kinds of characters yeah and Um, frequently especially in uh shows or stories with groups of children like that they will fall into what is known as a five-man band um which is itself a trope that can have variations but there's usually the leader the lancer which is like kind of the second leader who can also like be at cross purposes or keep the leader in check kind of the uh the han solo to luke skywalker is an excellent example of the lancer or wolverine to uh Ah. cyclops yeah um there's the big guy the smart guy and the fifth one is usually either the heart or the chick um which may or may not be separate things and sometimes there's a sixth ranger and of course, there's there's room for variation in all of this, but the fact is that these are these story shapes are well known and well understood and and comfortable, which is what allows them to be used to tell good stories. Uh, so uh, some of the tropes that are available in this game are the blue collar worker, the guy who maybe does has a construction job or a plumbing build business, uh, the brilliant athlete, the nerd, uh, the very very smart person. Uh, the brutish jock, the bully, the conspiracy theorist, the sidekick, the slacker, the weirdo, uh, the overprotective parent, the plastic beauty, popular kid, uh, reclusive mm-hmm. eccentric, the 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 Doc Brown, if you will, uh, right. the scout. I think, I think we all know I will. <laughs> uh, the scout, the stoic professional, the wannabe, right. and the young provider. We really don't need to give you examples of all of these because they really do speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're archetypical for a reason. These are tarot yeah. cards. And yeah. because they are broad and non-specific, it's also important to note that like a single character, a single, you know, real person or even a decently developed character in a work of fiction can have several of these tropes apply. Like yeah. A, like a weirdo can be a weirdo because they're the really really smart person yeah. and like the brutish jock could also be a blue collar worker on the side or, or like steve harrington in stranger things can mm-hmm. be the popular kid and also the overprotective parents exactly right. <laughs> that man that that was some quality character development uh, i don't think anybody really saw that coming he, he he became the best damn single mother in all For of hawkins <laughs> indiana <laughs> He was the pizza rat of of 20-whatever teen. Just trying to feed his hungry turtles in the sewer. Okay, so uh, why don't you guys give me a little uh, intro, uh, bio, whatever you want to talk about, your specific characters, uh, before we talk about uh, the tropes that you want your characters to be in. Do you want me to go first, Nigel? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that would help as a pretty example for me. Sure, yeah. Thank you, sir. Sorry. Of course. Okay. Well, I'm playing a young man called Kit Russell, uh, who, and his dog, Cat. 
Uh, he is roughly 14. He's not exactly certain how old he is. And he has recently moved to Spencer's Folly from down south. Uh, so I have put in quotation marks Junior Lawman uh, because yep. that is exactly what Kit Russell is. Uh, he's a character that we've been developing for the last how many years has it been, Casey? Six it's been years? probably five or six years. Yeah, you and I have been yeah. trying to find a way to make Kit Russell Junior Lawman work, and this this might just be the medium. And then, Nigel, who are you playing? Uh, my character is Eddie Oddwards. Uh, he goes by Oddie. He is 10 years old. He's lived in Spencer's Folly since he was about four and a half. Um, and, yeah. Great. So you had Eddie Oddwards, Oddie. Mm-hmm. You have Kit Russell, Jr. Lawman. Uh, so, Casey, let's talk is about it? your character. What kind <clears throat> of character is Kit Russell? Kit Russell is a very serious young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes from a place where life is not easy, and where if you try to take life easy, life will instead end up taking you. Um, he is not studious, exactly. He tries to be prepared for any given situation, uh, because he comes from a world where you can't necessarily count on there being others to help you uh and as a result he's much more responsible than many other children his age uh his age again something of a question mark because he's not quite sure how old he is why is he not sure how old he is uh because the record house burned down okay uh does he have parents does he nope he was raised by relatives and then he had to come here to be raised by some other relatives. And the relatives didn't know how old he was when they got him? They did not. In fact, they don't remember the relatives that the, he came from ever mentioning having a child be born, but I must have done. Here he is. Okay, that's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see a little about it. So out of all the tropes, are there any ones that you think might fit uh, the best for your I thought I thought mechanically the scout uh, seemed about right. I I did swap around some of the traits a little bit, um, some of the stats, but I thought that uh, like intuitive, prepared, treasure hunter, like a lot of those uh, really lined up. I just, I altered it a, a little bit. I gave him cool under pressure, and you can tell me if this is too many. I'm not. I wasn't sure how many we were supposed to have, right. but for for strengths, I gave him cool under pressure, intuitive, loyal, uh, not loyal, lucky, prepared, treasure hunter rebellious and skilled at well we might have to see what he's skilled at later that that might be a discussion for special characteristics okay but um i like to think that he's just he's he's got like kind of a scout kind of a frontiersman cast to him so he's he's not very childish and he's very practical and very skilled okay um so the only you only added one thing to his strengths then what was it to his strengths you added one um, thing Lucky, prepared, treasure hunter. You said one other thing. Uh, I think intuitive was already on there. Uh, Rebellious, maybe? Rebellious. Yeah, rebellious. It was rebellious. Um, Have you altered any of... And what I'm going to need from you guys is copies of your character sheets uh, so I can see them. Of course, sure. Let's talk about how uh, 
uh, skill checks work in this game. Uh, every yes. campaign has skill checks. This campaign has uh, does skill checks uh, different than I've ever seen, but I really, really enjoy it. Uh, so essentially, you have a full set of dice, D20 through D4. Okay? For each of your skills, you are going to assign a specific dice for that character. Uh, so if we're taking the traditional... For that, sp- for that stat. If we're taking the traditional scout trope, uh, which you may if you want to, but you can also uh, swap things around if you give me a good right. justification about why you're swapping them around. Uh, the D20 for the uh, the scout's brains is the D20. That means when they are rolling their, uh, their stat check, they get to roll that full D20, uh, which makes, means they're more than likely going to be able to pass that skill check, depending cool. on how like difficult that skill check is uh i don't think even the smartest scout would be able to disarm a nuclear bomb uh without extraordinary circumstances happening uh charm is the d10 brawn is the d8 flight is the d6 and fight is the d4 that means if if the scout wants to get into a fight uh it's going to take a lot of really really lucky rolls uh for him to succeed in that fight and I did swap those around some. Yeah. Okay. So what would yours be? I gave him a fight of D eight. Okay. Um, and a flight of D twelve. And see, these stats these stats are broken down into sort of juxtaposed blocks. So fight and flight are you know opposite one another naturally. They're two. They're the two opposite most ways of approaching a conflict situation. So I gave him a fight of D eight and a flight of D twelve because where he comes from being able to run and get away from danger is more important and more practical than being able to, like, face down that danger necessarily. Because you can try to fight a bear or, a you know, a, a scatter cat or whatever. It's going to go poorly. Um, I gave him a brains of D10 and a brawn of D6 because he's still just a kid. Like, you know, he's he's a young man. He's uh, Puberty is very hard on the body. So he's a young teenager, but he hasn't, like, come into his young man's strength yet. And I gave him a charm of D4 because he is uncouth. He's uncultured. He's a prairie plainsman. He's got very rough manners. He's not unpleasant or anything. He's just very unrefined. And a grit of D20 because that's just who he is, baby. Yeah. Perfect. Um, So likely flaws are you keeping the the flaws? Have you changed those uh, a bit? Um... I think, uh, how many flaws is he supposed to have? All of them. All the ones oh, that you all see of them? there. Sorry, it says, uh, oh, likely says flaws. Likely. No, I didn't likely. know. Um, I'm not sure. I can double check that for you. Just give okay. me a second. Well, yeah, because most, most of these seem pretty okay. Superstitious is definitely on there. He has very good reason to be. Um, restless, uh, inconsiderate is definitely on there. Um, blunt. Totally. So I, I think most of those. Uh, it doesn't say. And really, like, this isn't like... Oh, we're good. Uh, once you have selected your trope and age, choose from the strengths and flaws associated with that character. Uh, strengths are mechanical advantages that your character will have when playing the game. Flaws are not mm-hmm. mechanical, but they'll help you develop your character's personality. Oh, okay. Two strengths. Two. And oh. two flaws from your okay. those associated with your character's trope. Okay, so his flaws are going to be... No, not at all. Uh, his flaws... I'll go ahead and write those down as well. His flaws are going to be blunt and superstitious. Okay. And his uh, strengths will be... 
uh, prepared and treasure hunter. Okay. Casey, uh, you're going to yes, need a, to make a character sheet for Cat, uh, yep. but you don't need to do it. Do you have the character sheet for Cat uh, already created? I'll, I Perfect. do. I'll send you a copy. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll keep I it. Come to that. the show, baby. Come on. Uh, Nigel. Oh wait, uh, there's two questions. Uh, question number one. Uh, we're gonna say, uh, what first got you into the great outdoors? The Marshal. The Marshal. Who was the Marshal? Or are you leaving it at that? Uh, for now, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, question two. What do you have to give up to spend as much time in nature as you do? Parents. Parents. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, Nigel. Let's Hi, talk about Eddie... What is it, Eddie Odd? Oddwards. Oddwards, Oddwards. Yeah. Oddwards, also known as Oddie. Eddie Oddwards, Oddie, but not 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 Audi, because everybody thinks everybody always thinks he just likes the cars and wants right. to be called called <laughs> Audi, but he's like, no, they were Nazi sympathizers. Right. Go to hell. Shakes his cast at them. <laughs> oh no, buddy! Yeah, it's so, so evocative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Millpool. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, how did we start out with this? Uh, if Adi could be any kind of character in this campaign, what kind of character would Adi be? Ah, buddy. Okay, so Adi, God love him. Um, he really wants to be the funny sidekick. But uh, okay, the Richie uh, Tozer. Yeah, but because of that, like he tries so hard that he's actually the kind of the weirdo, the loner kid from it. Well, here's what's interesting about that, is if you look at this funny sidekick trope, mm-hmm. uh, one mm-hmm. of the possible strengths is uh, gross, and some of the flaws are obnoxious or perverse or mm-hmm. uh, slovenly or, or any of these things. Uh, and that's the thing. There is no wrong way to do this. So right. if you want to make kind of a hybrid of a loner weirdo and uh, a funny sidekick you can. And really, if you want to make a new name for the trope of your character, mm-hmm. uh, you can. There are millions of tropes out there, and you are not you are not uh, beholden only to the things in this. In this. The oddball. <laughs> Ooh, I like that a lot. Okay. The oddball. oddball. Well, the thing is, um, so with Adi, he's, he's very much a latchkey kid. Uh, his dad's a truck driver, uh, so he's never home. And um, his mom works, as hence Latchkey. But um, so he kind of has like a man of the house mentality in a way. So mm-hmm. he's always doing like um, stunts to prove how tough he is, like, and to oh, show off buddy. to the other kids. So, um, like, he looks up to Evil Knievel since he was a little kid. But he's just really bad at stunts. But he's 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 pretty tough and quick healer. But like he broke his arm like a few hmm. months ago, so he's rocking a cast on his left arm. Um, quick healer, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and that's the thing is, like, his mom told him he broke his arm, so like he just thinks he's a fast oh. healer in that sense. But like, he still has to wear the cast. That's interesting. Uh, so tell me two of his possible strengths. Um, 
his possible strengths. Uh, like I said, pull stuff from other other characters. Put stuff, mm. pull stuff from other tropes, mm. or come up with tropes in your own. Like, no, like no, that's well, he's he's a funny guy, right? Yeah. So maybe he's quick witted. I mean, I think he thinks he's quick witted. Like, oh, buddy. Yeah, like, oh, buddy. That's the thing as to where he's like, I'm funny, and then like he'll say something that like doesn't quite land, but he thinks it's hilarious. Right. But he's doing it to like impress. Really, like he really looks up to Kit. So, like, okay, but like, let's oh, really no. talk about. Yeah. Let's not talk about like because these are all huh. weaknesses. I really like. What are Audie's strengths? Strengths. What is he uh, good at? Like he's a crash test dummy. So like he's resilient. Yeah, okay. he's resilient. Resilient. He's... resilient is one of them. Keep mm. on going. What um, else? but brave. Well, yeah, I mean, it could be... Fearless. Just, yeah, it's fearless. There you go. Like, it's not... Stup- where, stupidly fearless. Yeah, to where it's all like, if, if Evil Knievel would do it, I would do it. Like, it's a very, like, Jack Ash mentality. Lance Murdoch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I Now I picture him just constantly wearing the Evil Knievel helmet it's everywhere that, yeah, he goes. He's got the cast and the helmet. It's signed. It's a special one that he get, like his dad got him at auction. Or yeah, like that. it's a little also, smudged, but that was because Evil Knievel give it uh, his thumb like approval kind of a thing. Like he gave a thumbs up. Very nice. Also, Nigel, I, w- I I'm definitely not like trying to tell you how to make your thing. I just I have no, certain it's word related skills. I, I was just trying to help. Okay, I appreciate it completely. Cool. Okay, uh, flaws. <laughs> He's gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh no well yeah but it's like to be funny but like he's just kind <laughs> no, of no it's like he doesn't even wash his cast arm when the cast comes right. off because he's like there's just gonna be another one on there later yeah. what's the point <laughs> but uh... i mean it's like you know he's like constantly crashing into like trees or like grass like so he's kind of clumsy scuffed up um yeah i mean he's a kid so his head's a bit big so <laughs> like he okay. doesn't really have a center Aww. of balance so we'll say that Adi's uncoordinated uh, strengths are resilient and fearless, uh, but he's gross and clumsy. Mm-hmm. Well, gross uh, is considered is he, is he hmm. gross is considered gross is considered a clumsy. strength in this. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So what about obnoxious? Well, sure. I mean, any strength could also be a weakness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess. According to Sun Tzu. <laughs> I'm just saying that if, if... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I love you guys. This is so much fun. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Nigel, mm-hmm. how does Adi feel about being a latchkey kid? Um, Like I said, like... um. He's trying to prove that he's tougher than he is, but he's really scared about it. Um, because he actually, he's really afraid of the dark as well. As, Relatable. Um, well, uh, um, I don't know if we're going to get into necessarily that. Are we getting into like, I don't know, like uh, stories? Probably not or? yet. Yeah. No, probably not yet. No. So, just, just like, like basic question. How does he feel about being a latchkey kid? Does he like it? Does he not like it? Like, what are his... Is it all he knows? It? It's all he knows. So, I mean, like... Again, like, but it's, he, that was imprinted, like, to where he's very territorial about where he lives. So he's, he's putting on hmm. a front. That's interesting. So he's got his shield and his helmet, you know? 
with the cast. And Ooh. Puts on a front. Tries to make himself... Shield magic look, helmet. <laughs> pri- tries to make himself look braver than maybe he feels. Yeah. Like, he's, he's got, like, uh, you know, black tape under his oh. eye. Like, the football players that are tough. So. Oh, buddy. He maybe oh, Adi. <laughs> okay. Uh, Odd man out might also have been good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Trying to think of another question mm-hmm. because we're not going by specific specific trope questions. Um, what does he like about making people laugh? Um, he likes it uh, because um, when he make uh, he knows that they feel better, and that's what he does for his mom Aww. to make her feel better. So, like, he correlates oh, them. No! <laughs> so whether it's being like you know the butt end of the joke or just you know right like if he knows oh. like you're, you're laughing he knows he made you happy oh poor little guy <laughs> sorry i have my dog tootsie who was scratching at the Hi, door tootsie. so she's just chilling no up. no all good okay um nigel do you have your stats stats yeah sorry uh so um I'll do it. Uh, you know, like his charm is at a four, even though he thinks it's a twenty. You know. Oh, buddy. Yeah. And uh, his uh, his flight skills are about a six, like because he's clumsy, uncoordinated. Uh, you know, he's not he's not a dumb kid. Like he's still learning things. So I gave it about an eight, if you will. Um, okay. but because he's also you know doing stunts and kind of getting into scraps, his brawn. Like I want to say, is about ten. He get he does get into a lot of fights though, so that's why I was thinking about a twelve. And then, um, you know, he's like I said, because of the stunts and the fighting, like he's uh, his grit's right way up there. So it's a twenty. Pretty determined person. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, and he has a cast, right? You said he has a cast. Yeah. Light. And that, like, 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 like it or not, that's going to contribute to his fighting skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You got uh, oh. a hard piece of plaster fused to your skin, like, just bash people over the head with it. Yeah, and yep. uh, I wanted to say evil in really big letters, and then uh, near the top of the hand, like, it's Knievel, very small. Like, he ran out of space. He didn't understand uh, how, uh, much, how much he had on there. Spatial, so. yeah. yeah. So it just I, I looks like it says that. evil on his on his arm nice uh, good okay so we have these characters kind of fleshed out but they are very very independent and separate characters for each other uh so one mm-hmm. thing i like about uh fate and i'm borrowing from our fate games is uh the idea that you both are going to build your backstories for each other so casey hells yes sir um Tell me how you met. Uh, tell me your favorite memory of. Mm, hold on. How did we do this? Was it your favorite memory, or was it how you met when we did fates? By the fate mechanics, it's supposed to be how you met, but that okay. doesn't mean it has to be. Okay, uh, so I, I I think I'm gonna like we'll do that. Because uh, there's only two of you, so we're going to go back and forth. I think I'm going to ask both of you, each of you, how you met the other person. 
And then, sure. uh, um, oh, we also like gave each other characteristics, right? Aspects, yeah. Yeah, so I think we're going to do something like that. I want both of you to kind of talk about a characteristic of the other character. Yeah, okay, so first I want both of you to talk about how you know the other person. So, Casey, how do you know, or when was the first time you met, um, how did you meet Eddie? How did you meet Audie? Well, my first day in town, I went down to the five and dime trying to establish myself. But uh, there was no town selectman there for me to speak to. So I tried to find someone who looked like they knew what was going on in this town. And I saw this little fella... He was attempting to entertain the masses with what I can only assume were intended to be antics of an entertaining nature. And he did not succeed uh, by any reasonable measure, but I respected his grit. I respected the lengths to which he was willing to go, and frankly, the things through which he was willing to put himself uh, in order to accomplish his goal. And I said to myself, that young man there, that young man is a man worth knowing. That young man is not afraid of a little pain. That young man is not afraid of a little hardship in pursuit of his goals. And also, I'm like 14, so I probably didn't say it this well, but still. I'm not laughing about... I, um, I was just thinking of the dumb thing that Adi was doing, which was he was trying what to... What was it? He was trying to juggle eggs, like, and it oh, just kept he... hitting him. <laughs> like, oh, no! <laughs> He has a vague understanding of how juggling works. Mm-hmm, he knows right. you throw things in air and catch things while things are still in air. But so he's like he swatting with his half hands. A car- he took half a carton of eggs and tossed them into the air at once. Right. I thought he'd figure it to- out when he needed to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Nigel, how did you meet Kate? When was the first time you met Casey? So, okay, so, um, there's this thing that we do on the block that's, um, it, it's called Street Light Chicken. And, um, so, uh, what the kids do is when the street lights come on, they stand at the end of the street and, uh, they wait for the, the street light killer, right? And so what was happening was that um, I was I was brave, right? I was standing there, and <laughs> and but then but then the street lights started going out, and uh, and so uh, 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 Brian and uh, Vinny they took off because they were chickens, but I wasn't. But I got, I was kind of getting a little bit scared, and then uh, I saw I saw the killer, right? And he started, like, clicking at me. I can't really click, but, like, I've been practicing, but it doesn't really sound that good. But it's, it's something like that. And then out of nowhere, right, this, this guy, like, I think it, he has, like, this, like, trench coat or something. It was just, it, I thought it was a cape when I saw it. He started looking it right at where the lights were going out. And I was startled. I thought, like, the killer got the jump on me, but he was running straight to the dude. And then he disappeared into the dark. And then that's, like, all I wanted to do with that. So I went home. But, like, that guy was, <laughs> like, he was on a rampage, man. So 
that, that's that's the first time I, I really saw him like in action show. And that's Wait. Funny. Hold on. <laughs> what? Does Audie think... And he also he yelled as he was passing. He's like, also, my name is Kit Russell. So does Audie think... <laughs> no, that that's Kit, was Kit Russell was all like... He was saying he was on the case. <laughs> and like... Kit Russell's on the case! Yeah. So wait, the, okay, okay, okay. Because the way he told the story uh-huh. made it sound like Casey is the same person as the streetlight killer. No, maybe so, quite the opposite. But so, so what you're saying is so wait. Th- see, there's there's a modicum of confusion because there actually is a young up and coming rapper in town who goes by the by the nom de plume Streetlight Killer. Yeah. So it's no, it's no, with a I, French uh, accent. With it. So, Street so yeah. you thought you saw the Streetlight Killer? Oh, I saw him. I saw him. He's at the end of the street coming, <laughs> and then and then from behind did, me, did the Streetlight Killer disappear? He and started Kit running. Russell... When, yeah, he started. I heard him like coming, and then he, when Kit, Kit Russell started running at him, he started running away, and that's when Kit Russell proclaimed, "Kit Russell's on the case! Come on, Cat!" Yeah. And I thought he was talking to me, and I was kind of sad okay. because okay. I, I already had somebody uh, give me a bugger nickname earlier, yeah. but then it turned out it was a dog or something, which was really cool. This is fantastic. I, uh, Nigel, I really, really hope that you just start going into these stories and just keep on going as long as you can this is amazing uh okay uh casey it has now been established that kit russell wears a trench coat fuck yeah well and see here's here's the thing my initial conception for kit mechanically was a hybrid of scout and something else i wasn't quite sure because i haven't played this game and i'm not exactly sure how all this works yet i think it's pretty clear he's a he's a conspiracy theorist scout hybrid oh my god he's the dib he's the dib (laughs) i don't like that (laughs) i don't like that that makes me like it a lot (laughs) uh but no and like like a little bit of backstory on kit russell like uh, Casey and I both have very vastly different interpretations of this character, which is one of the reasons yeah. why uh, th- our series has never gotten uh, past the conception stage. <laughs> nope we we both we we tried s- simultaneously mm-hmm. and separately to work on something with this character together, which was probably a red flag in the first place. Uh-huh. But Thony always conceptualized uh, Kit as being sort of a khaki scout you know, modern boy sleuth mm. kind of thing. And yeah, I an Encyclopedia pictured... Brown or a Hardy Boy exactly. or something yeah. like that. And I always pictured Kit as being like a like a prairie plains junior lawman in like the like the late eighteen hundreds or so, or like the early nineteen hundreds or some shit. So we just we had very and not necessarily fundamentally incompatible ideas, mm-hmm. just ideas that we had to do a lot of work to make them work together and the, the end result turned up not not to be too terribly satisfying. Okay. Well, yeah. Well um, uh, I mean like in this scenario I was just thinking it was kind of um a blending to your surroundings. So like it could just be that you were like no, posed but, up in a dark coat. So that the guy couldn't see you when you're like on the case, kind of a thing. Nope, it's no, canonical. It's, 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 it's a trench it's coat a, now. It's a trench coat, and I really like it because, like, it speaks true to the both of mm-hmm. our conceptions of this character. Like, as mm-hmm. even though Casey is playing this person, uh, I feel a certain amount of ownership to the 
character Casey's playing. uh, Because he was created through both of us. So the idea that Mm. there is this existence of that that encyclopedia brown or hardy boy the the child detective wearing yeah. the child yep. de- detective the the number one thing that people associate with detectives which is the trench coat i think i think here's the thing fits perfectly i've got it i've got it audie looked and what audie saw was a trench coat mm-hmm. because that was like the the best like mental matchup he had yeah i thought it was a cape but what it just ca- kind of flirted by right but what kid is actually wearing uh it looks more like a duster yep. and nice. it is no, not, you're going to it say is that. not it is not child sized it's almost as if it belonged to someone else someone full grown perhaps uh wizard from but Chicago, it has a pockets maybe? on it, oh yeah yeah that's what i like about it all the knickknacks you can have in your pockets for your duster oh uh, it's so good one million pockets yes please yes, yes. <laughs> okay perfect it was either so, that or a utility belt mm-hmm. so uh I'm writing what utility code. Is now. your like both of your relationship with each other then? Are we neighbors? You guys have very two Yeah, but like you need to be able to it's it's more than just being a neighbor. Like like if you guys are neighbors, why the fuck are we doing this adventure together? Why the fuck are you right. guys together? I need something more than just we know each other. I need an right. actual relationship. What is the reason why a 14-year-old is hanging out with a 10-year-old and why uh, a 10-year-old is is really, like, hanging out with a, a 14-year-old? I, uh, I was thinking, uh, I just, um, after that, I, I like the idea of Adi being a tag-along. He's just like a, that younger brother type thing that he's like looking up to. And well, like, he's my deputy. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, first of all, they're not neighbors. Nobody knows exactly where Kit lives because mm. he never seems to go home. He's always outdoors. Yeah. Adi just but, thinks everyone's pretty much his neighbor. He's not really. He like, he knows exactly. specifics, but like. Well, and that's a small town thing, honestly. Mm. But um, the reason they're doing this is because they believe that someone they know was taken by the streetlight killer. Mm-hmm. So they're like a mutual acquaintance of theirs. Um, Franiel Gillentosh. Yeah. Franiel, spell that for me, Casey, please. Well, we call it Franny. It's it's in the traditional style. Mm-hmm. Uh, with umlauts, then, right? Exactly. As many uh, as you can fit on there. <laughs> Franiel Umentosh. I hate you guys. Jillen, we spell Jillen, Jillen Frosh. It was Jillen, Jillen Frosh. Jillen uh, Frosh with extra peas. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> well, it's, yes. it's P-P-H-R-O-S. So, Franiel, the ph the ph is silent. So yeah, it's P-F, it's P-H, yeah. It's P H G Y L A N F R O S H. Oh, I was thinking it was the. P-H-R-O-S-H, but I like that too. (laughs) So we are fairly certain that this mutual acquaintance of ours was uh, taken by the streetlight killer. And there is a very real possibility that, like... Like they just moved away, maybe, and we didn't right. know about it. Well, that's but the thing. that is not. That's the thing about rumors in this town is only one exactly. person in this entire town knows what is yeah. true and what is not, and that's me. So, that's you. so Kit Russell, Kit Russell came into town. 
He didn't know anybody. He didn't know anything. But he saw something weird and bad to his eye happen. And he it was, it was like he knew two people. There were two people there in the general store the day he got there. There was Adi and there was Franiel. And uh, immediately after Franiel disappeared, he deputized Adi and said, Young man, hoist up your cast. We're going to find out what happened here. Can I say, uh, or can I throw out that I that Franny is my 90-year-old next-door neighbor? Sure. Absolutely. And, like, yeah. she hasn't, she went missing, and that's kind of... Wait, they, Franiel, they went missing. Sorry. Franiel Gyllenfrosh is a girl. Right. Uh, Franiel Gyllenfrosh is, is a they. I no, think. okay, okay. Uh, we are changing this name right now. If Casey can't <laughs> remember how to pronounce it more than twice... I remembered uh, the Franiel. What the fuck do you I want from me? Give me a normal name for once in your life, Casey. Give me How's a normal stars name. stars and stones... Please. Okay, you know what? Here, I'm gonna. You know what, Thony? Just for you, just for you, big guy. I'm gonna open up my list, my uh, my running list of free D and D names. I'm gonna. You, okay, I'm gonna start <laughs> counting. You tell me. You tell me when to stop counting, and I'll give you a name. Jesus okay? fucking Christ, Nigel, give me a name, please. Ten. Terrell Greenmoon. Ooh, Terrell. No. Terrell Greenmoon. No. Why? Because what you're talking? I... What you think there couldn't? There couldn't be native people up there? I, I, <laughs> I, I need a name that I am going to be able to pronounce easily and that you do not change every time it comes out of your mouth. Right, I'm, I'm going to Stan Lee it then. We're going to go with Franny Frosh. Sure. I will I will give you Franny Frosh. Casey, if in your mind Franny Frosh stands for Franuel Frosh, that is completely up to you. <laughs> They're Christian. Maybe, yeah, Franny. Maybe. Franny does. Pref- Franny does prefer they, though. Okay, Franny. Uh, non-binary. And this is a this is a surprisingly surprisingly progressive small Alaskan Canadian town. Eighties. <laughs> uh, well, half of the 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 town is progressive. Exactly. Hey, yeah, they don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. So we know how you guys uh, are together. Oh, also, I just I just want to make it clear. Like, I just realized I put a, a very silly name and a, and a non-binary character together, and that wasn't like supposed to reflect on the other. I wasn't like, let's make him a right. silly. Ca-. That's that's not, not what I meant. I just the, no, no. The name Franiel made me happy, and I, mm. I didn't give give thought to the fact that it would also sound silly attached to a non-binary character. That was not my intention. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really worried about. It. I just don't no. want anyone to think I was making fun no, of anybody. No, I, I, I think I think the fact that like like. Nigel, it was like we. Nigel said it's a she, and you like it wasn't even making fun of. We're like, no, they're they, they're they're yeah. non-binary, and uh, yeah, that's the nice thing about this book is they they have a specific section on LGBTQ characters. So mm, yeah. uh, why not have one in this game? If, if I mean, yeah, we've had one in fucking almost every game we've done. Like like it's true. Rowan was fucking gay, and yep. that was never never once in this that entire campaign did anyone anyone ever mention it. Did anyone ever see about it? Like it, it was came not up a, a little thing. bit with Xavier at the very end, but not in a. It came up in a pretty natural way. I thought. No, I don't well, and see, that's the thing is that like Rowan in these eighties stories. If you if you try to say oh well they didn't have gay pe-. yeah the gay people were definitely there they were just terrified and trying not to be murdered right. yeah. so it's it's not like these it's it's not like having you know LGBT LB, uh, it's LGBTQ. not like having LG 
LGBTQ,etc. Mm. Uh, people, it's not like it's unrealistic. It's right. just it, if if anything, it's a more accurate yeah. way of portraying the story. And uh, for the record, Audie is upset because uh, Franny introduced him to Oreos with chunky peanut butter, like as a topper. That sounds bomb. I yeah. wasn't gonna do that. When I, I was gonna say, Nigel, I, that's a really good story beat, but you just blew my friggin' mind over here. There you go, buddy. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's 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 back <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> up. Let's back up. Let's take a beat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Freddy Frosh is non-binary, right? Correct. And uh, Nigel, how does uh, Audi know Freddy Frosh? They are my next door neighbor. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, you needed to mention the thing about about oh right the, so uh, the Oreos yeah so uh, Franny introduced uh, Adi to uh, Oreo cookies with uh, chunky peanut butter spread like you twist the top off and then you put it on top of the frosting and then you have a sandwich so you got your smooth your Sounds chunky your so peanut butter long. and your chocolate I'm definitely doing that like when we're doing really this good. podcast. That is uh, creamy's good as okay. well. Okay, so uh, Casey met Freddy at the general store, right? General store. Um, okay, cool. So uh, the four corners. I don't think yes. there's. Okay, wait, oh, wait, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Uh, when 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 they met, Franny Franny was the one they recognized that that Kit was new in town, and they were the one who told Kit that the uh, that the shopkeeper is a vampire. <laughs> That's me. great. And Kit and <laughs> Kit was so appreciative and Kit is like, finally, someone I don't have to pull this shit out of. Someone who knows what's important when you get to a town. The first person to like introduce be like, Welcome, welcome to Spencer's Folly. It's nice to meet you. Like, warm welcome. By the way. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. And nobody nobody judges him. Mm. We're just saying it's something to be aware of. <laughs> Franny with a high collar. Just every time exactly. that they're in the general yeah. store. Exactly. She, she, <laughs> they, they just order a bunch of garlic. Yeah. Just, just garlic, garlic, garlic every mm-hmm. time. Eat a lot of Chinese food. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, one other thing that I really liked about uh, our fake campaign uh, was the idea that uh, both people have uh a say in, in building each other's characters so mm-hmm. i want from both of you is uh tell me something interesting about the other what is a personality trait or a personality quirk about uh each other's characters that maybe the person who designed them didn't think about tell me a trait about the other person right okay for example um kit quickly realized that Adi is very, very skilled with machines because he wants to be a daredevil because he's constantly building, like, a stunt ramp here or some kind of harness for a thing. And Adi doesn't realize it. He doesn't think about it in those terms. To him, it's just like, no, this is just what you do. You just take the thing and you bolt it to the wicket. Okay, uh, so, Nigel, I want you to add to your character sheet that Adi is skilled at machinery. Machinery. Uh, I have decided that the the uh, pharmacist's name is Johnny. It's a really good eighties. Very name. good. It is. It's a great eighties name. It's a grady name. Nigel, tell me something about Casey. Uh, sorry, I was like desperately trying to find traits, but I'll just go off the dome. So, um, 
I, uh, yeah, like you, you don't have to look through tropes. Like, tell yeah. me just yeah, it doesn't have to be a mechanical. I think it, it. Uh, well, I mean, it technically would be mechanical, but it was just that um, uh, he's incredibly light on his feet that I didn't hear him or notice him till he passed me. So he's very like, I guess stealthy would be the right word. Um, uh, but it's just I I wasn't aware of him. So um, he's really good about uh, just that stealth. I think that's the simplest form. Is that like a fairer way to put that? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's and that and that stealthy. jibes that jibes with his stats, honestly, because flight is his is his second best stat. So that yeah, yeah. So he's he's stealthy. Good. I mean, like it's um, quick, but like you're quick and you're quiet. I think. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, quick and quick and quiet is probably just as fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because stealth implies it has you're other connotations. Lurking, right? Yeah. Um. So I think we're going to leave it at that. I think we're going to do a little bit of of character creation for the town uh, next episode sounds good but uh, uh, even though this episode has only been an hour long guys we've been recording for almost two hours (laughs) see the thing is you have to take the listeners time into account honestly the 40 minute mark when it comes to podcasts is really the sweet spot Mm -hmm. that's about the average commute you know if they're listening on the way to work and the way back Mm -hmm. from work and uh, you know it, your your diehard fans obviously want as much content as they can get, and they're definitely someone to you know keep in mind. But generally speaking, we don't want to we don't want to tax people any more than like an episode of a prestige television show would. Right. So we have to respect their time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll leave it at that. We have our characters built. Um, Kit, as... nice to meet you. It's a pleasure, Ryder. I look forward to working with you. Absolutely. Uh, I am really, really excited to explore this town with you guys next week. Deputy's badge. Woo! Uh, and that was the first introduction. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that's one of your starting items is a deputy's badge. Yep. Um, and it's Kit's old deputy badge. Oh, because once dope. Kit arrived, he declared himself the Marshal of Spencer's Folly. Nice. Yeah. And surrounding environs. Uh, that's, that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, I'm going to write that down. He's the Marshal of Spencer's Folly. And surrounding environs, because that gives him jurisdiction on both sides of the of the Alaska Canadian border. <laughs> the surrounding areas. It's gonna be a fun conflict with like the local cops or the local deputies themselves, or the All right. mountainies. It's okay. No, they're my co- no, they're my colleagues. This won't be a problem at all. <laughs> Cut from the same cloth. Exactly. There's a there's a professional there's a there's a collegism among you know. <laughs> Alright guys, uh, so that is it for our second episode of uh, Peculiar Objects. Uh, I really hope things will tighten down once we actually get to role-playing. Yeah, uh, that's the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is the also, way. Also, we're three grown human beings who love the hell out of each other and don't get to hang out a ton, so yeah, that's forgive us our part goofs of it. as we forgive those who goof against us. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can check out our other podcasts on the Smagic Network. Uh, there Correct. is uh, Casey Sherlock Holmes podcast, uh, The Final Podblum. Uh, there is Dyson Virtue, which is Casey, uh, Dylan, uh, and Christina. Uh, you can check out uh, Casey and my uh, television review podcast, The uh, Gerald Field Report, in which we go and do deep dives into uh hey arnold episodes one of the better dugs there is yeah Indeed. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh and of course you can listen to the one that started it all the classic semi-automagic ink mm-hmm. a tale of wizardry in land portlandia 
uh, and uh, one of the many other podcasts that are sure to be uh, in the works once this uh, podcast finally comes to be. It's uh, true. Mm-hmm. Check us out on our Twitter, which should be up by ABC, the time you listen to this episode. Be <laughs> uh subscribe to our patreon uh join our discord server it's true um, in fact presently and for the foreseeable future subscribing to the patreon is the only way you the listener are probably hearing this right now because it's just gonna be <laughs> bonus content for a while yeah. until we until we release it to the general public okay uh i think that's it uh i don't know how to do an outro uh stay tuned for the next episode of fun with fungus <laughs> bye <laughs> Have a great one. Bye, other buddies. Okay. I don't have that. I have a mustache. I can. It's not the same. Can you make it dance like Sam Elliott did in that Super Bowl commercial? No, no but he should stay far that. away from elementary schools. <laughs> yes. Whoa! No, nothing oh, on so- you, nothing on you, oh. Nigel. But but no, uh, no. I'm is Sam Elliott like some kind of? No, he just means the mustache was creepy. <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's like I like just the mustache it, on you, but other people. Why? Might thank you. Think that mustache is suspect. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Okay. The sus- uh, the suspect mustache is a is a bar in in Spencer's Folly that everyone thinks is a gay bar, but it's definitely not. They're just very confused about their clientele. And their and their masculinity. They just they're, they're exactly. themselves to themselves. Uh, we just so, created a new business. Fun. Yep, and this is going in the list. Yep. The suspect, the suspect mustache. mustache. Speaking of the list from last week. I'm recording when you gents are. I'm unpaused and recording. I am unpaused and recording as well. Everybody's using their good mics? Uh, I hope so. Do I sound okay to you guys? Yeah, but that's because we're hearing you through Discord. Make sure you're using your good mic for the recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Mine still looks kind of small, but, like, that, that should be okay. Yeah, no, you're fine. So, Thony, here's my perspective. I'm going to be paying this fucking BA off for the rest of my life. <laughs> they can deal with some goddamn mole men jokes. And if I want to talk in my paper about how James Madison invented a drink called the Tequila Mata Sunrise, they can just handle it. Okay? With the provision that the work is actually good, of course, which my work is because I work hard. But yes, we'll do the clap. Okay, well, I'll do, as always, it'll be three, two, one, clap. It's not going to sound correct. Don't worry about it. Three, two, okay, well, sorry. Those two claps, I'm sorry. Those, I'm sorry. Okay. Three, two, one. Very good. Uh, yeah. And my thing is, if you're submitting a paper to academia, uh, uh-huh. uh, you should not invent a fake drink that, that our, our former president invented that does not exist. You don't you can't know that. prove it. You don't prove know it. That.
The tequila mat at sunrise was enjoyed throughout many territories, and in fact, only with the advent of the Missouri Compromise did it become unacceptable to drink one below the Mason-Dixon line. Also a name of a secret drink, by the way. Yes, the Mason-Dixon lime. (laughs) (laughs) Said the history teacher. Very good. (laughs) I don't want to be a teacher anymore, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>